We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Welcome to the best of the Joe show on a Friday. I am a Dan Day. Give us a follow on Twitter at 560WQAM and at Dan Day Radio. Over the next hour, we're going to be playing you back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. And to get you ready for the big game tomorrow between Miami and Florida, got some legends, and I mean legends, lined up for you. But first, let's get to the headlines. Coach Flores says his decision to open Dolphins practice Tuesday playing eight consecutive Jay-Z songs just after Kenny Stills publicly criticized the rapper for his social justice partnership with the NFL was done to help motivate and challenge the receiver to get better and play up to his high standard no matter what is going on around him. The Dolphins did defeat the Jaguars last night with Stills catching one pass for 14 yards. The Finns finished preseason Thursday in New Orleans against the Saints. Listen to the game here on 560 The Joe WQAM. Two preseason games are on tap for tonight as the Browns play the Bucks in Tampa at 7.30, while the Bills take on the Lions in Detroit at 8. The Manny Diaz era kicks off tomorrow as he leads the new Miami against the 8th-ranked Florida Gators. Kickoff is at 7, and we'll have wall-to-wall coverage here on 560 The Joe WQAM. The Braves used a bottom-of-the-ninth walk-off single from Ronald Alcuna Jr. last night to win 3-2 and complete a three-game sweep of the Marlins. For the season, Miami won just four of 19 games against Atlanta. Marlins-Phillies tonight here in MIA. First pitch is at 7-10. Tomorrow at the Little League World Series on the international side of the bracket, one of my teams, Curacao, plays Japan, while on the U.S. side, one of my other teams, River Ridge, Louisiana, takes on Waluku, Hawaii for a chance to play in the final on Sunday. And now, let's step into the day spa. <sighs> a United Arab Emirates grocery store broke a Guinness World Record by using 883 bottles of ketchup to create an 11-foot tall tower. Did I hear someone say, break out the filet mignon? Also, Washington State Police are investigating three separate cases of Safeway employees finding millions of dollars worth of cocaine hidden in boxes of bananas. Now, I've heard bananas are good for constipation, but that's ridiculous. Now on to weather, brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast calls for scattered thunderstorms with temperatures in the mid-80s. For the best poker promotions in South Florida, visit Hylia Park Poker Room. Come win your share of $350,000 in monthly high-hand giveaways. That's more than $10,000 a day in high hands. Why play anywhere else? Visit HialeahPark.com for more info. Tonight's first legend, Joe Rose. Well, no, not him. Earlier today, he was talking with hurricane legend Dan Morgan, and they were discussing the glory days of the U, how the BCS cheated them back in the day, tomorrow's rivalry matchup between the U and Florida, and other Florida rivalries. Not to mention why the U was right for Dan Morgan and going from zero to hero. Palmer brings him up to the line with 2.08 to go from the 11-yard line. The middle intercepted by Morgan at the goal line. 
the defensive player of the year, brings it all the way back out. Former UM linebacker, you just heard the highlight, and now director of player personnel for the Bills. Look at the that Buffalo title. Bills, yeah, the Buffalo the, Bills, the big team. Look yeah. at that title right there. Dan Morgan joins us. Yeah, he's laughing in the background. And he was on the QAM. You know, he was on the QAM Hurricanes team a couple years back. And well, he's doing a lot better than that now. A little bit better now. Seattle, Up- Buffalo. A little bit. Yeah, he, yeah, he's done. Yeah. Dan, thanks for coming on this morning, brother. How you doing? Doing great. How you guys doing? Thanks for having me on. Man, this is uh, it's great, and uh, we appreciate the Bills uh, giving you the green light to to come on and talk about it, man. You kind of finished up that game, that Sugar Bowl, and boy, years later, we realized, my God, that team, nobody in the country, yeah. nobody could have beat that team. I, I know there's some other teams saying they, that they, they deserve to win it, but Dan, I, if somebody played an extra game, I don't think anybody in the country beats that team. Yeah, we were on a roll. You know, we had a ton of good players. Um, you know, we pretty much got screwed. I mean, that's when the BCS, you know, was still trying to figure out, you know, what they were doing and what was going on. And uh, water under the bridge now, but I think we definitely would have, uh, you know, would have won that and, and beat Oklahoma. I mean, you beat Florida State that year, and then they put Florida State in that game. How does that even happen? Yep. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It, it really is. And we got to let it go, though. You got to let it go. No, He's nobody like, lets that stuff go. We got to let that stuff go. That's still pretty hard to let go. Right. <laughs> Exactly. But, uh, Dan, uh, Florida, Miami, we're, it's back. The rivalry's back. Uh, they just signed a contract to play in 24 and 25, a home and home in actual Hard Rock Stadium and uh, up in Gainesville. Uh, it's a fun rivalry. It's a, it's a crazy rivalry. It doesn't happen a lot. You played, obviously, from the highlight, one of the bigger games in this rivalry. But this needs to be played every year. Uh, I hope it at some time maybe will ever get done. But you played in this game. You've seen the rivalry up close and personal. How great is this rivalry? It's exciting. You know, it's just, uh, you know, within the state, you know, combined with Florida State, I mean, it's, uh, you know, big time rivalries. And, you know, a lot of the guys, they know each other, you know, so it even makes it more competitive. And, uh, you know, it's one of those games that, uh, you know, it's exciting and uh, the crowd's into it and it makes it more fun for the players. So it's going to be fun. I'm actually going to be there this weekend. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that's funny how you got that worked out on your schedule to go check out that. That's amazing how you did that, Dan. You are too much. Yeah. You know, I make my own schedule, so that's good. So it's easy to uh, throw Miami game or two in there. There's so many different parts of this. And and while we're talking about the Florida game, I was thinking about that Florida State game. You played in that hot, nasty game where people were uh, were passing out. Not that you're playing Florida State. What was that thing like to play in that one? Oh, that was a beast. Uh, I think it was 96 degrees that day, but it was sticky. It was humid. You know, I was dying at the end of the half. I intercepted that ball. And I, I mean, I literally didn't have anything left in the tank. I was in the, the locker room. I was cramping. Uh, the training staff did a great job of getting me, you know, some IVs and getting me back out there. But it was uh, definitely a battle. It was a tiring game. But, you know, I'm glad we won. All right. Got to ask you about that guy that joined you up there. How cool is it to see Frank Gore? And, Dan, I, you've watched him through the years. You surprised this guy is still playing at the level he's playing at, and now you've got a chance to see it up close in Buffalo. I'm not, you know, I'm not surprised just, uh, just knowing Frank and the work ethic. And, you know, you talk about, uh, you know, we, we can talk about guys loving football, but this guy really loves football. I mean, he lives it. He breathes it. He's the first one in every day. You know, he's been everything and more, you know, what we thought he was, uh, you know, he brings the young guys along. Um, he's just great for that running back room all around. He's great for our team. So, you know, we're, we're excited to have him. Dan, you got a great story. If you don't mind me telling this to Canes fans and I tell it all the time behind your back, about 
about about you always wanting to go to UM. That was always, and you're getting recruited by everybody and not UM. I mean, they were talking to you, but then offered a scholarship. You made it pretty clear early on, like, look at man, no matter what, where I'm getting recruited, I want to go to UM. You were one of those guys that, that it, it was easy for you. That was the school you always wanted to go to. Uh, and then finally getting that offer. Um, that doesn't happen to a lot of guys, no matter what. That when did you decide at what age were you where you were all in on UM? I'll tell you what, uh, you know, we used to vacation, uh, my parents and my sister. We used to go down go down and uh, vacation in Florida every year. You know, we lived up in Philadelphia. That's where I was born and raised. You know, my dad and mom, they bought me a Hurricane jersey one time. And from then on, I was hooked. I was the only kid in the neighborhood. I had a Steve Walsh jersey and I had a Bernard <laughs> Clark jersey. And I was literally the only kid in the neighborhood. Everybody else is Notre Dame and Penn State people. And, uh, you know, I would get in fights, you know, in the neighborhood over it. You know, I was pretty passionate about the Miami Hurricanes and uh, still am. Getting into fights. That's the- and then went that powerhouse terror. Vella, right. he went to that school and just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah Vella High School, moved down there, but uh, it, oh, it doesn't man. get better in Miami. Just the fraternity of players uh, that we have, still talks to each other, and you know, I'm sure I'll see a lot of guys on the sideline that I haven't seen in a while, and you know, it'll be like yesterday that, that I that I saw them. So it's uh it's a great place. It's a it's a special place, that's for sure. Dan, I got to ask you another one too, because you were I, I think you were going to UM when were they just fresh off probation or still in probation when you decided to go and you guys got your butts kicked right when you got there pretty good before you got yeah, that thing we, turned around yeah we were uh we were still on probation i think our recruiting class we had uh i think uh 12 players in the class but uh butch did it butch did a really good job uh recruiting the guys i mean in my class it was uh reggie wayne santana moss ed reed and myself. Stop. So, Just stop uh, right uh, there. Stop. Hang, hang up the phone. Hang up the phone. Wow. That's how you get it turned well, around when you don't need good 25 God. scholarships. Jeez. Yeah. So I'd say out of the, uh, you know, out of the 12 guys, I mean, Butch, uh, he was a great recruiter and uh, he did a great job of building that program back up. Yeah, thir- th- 30 guys in a class now, 28 <laughs> guys in a class now. Just give me 12 like that every year. Jeez. I think you turn any yeah. program around. And, Dan, you know, you look at all the players that played at UM, obviously lots and lots of good players. Uh, first sophomore to be named Kane's captain, that's a pretty high honor. First player to sweep all three major defensive awards. You did that one year. Your time at UM was as good as anyone else's there. But what was it like for you on campus when you did start off like that in a, in a kind of troubled under the dark cloud and then how you ended up in 2001 with that team? It was rough. Uh, you know, my freshman year, we, were, we weren't we were very good. Uh, we went five and six. Uh, you know, but we were on a mission. I mean, our class and uh, the class before uh, with Edron James and Bubba Franks and Damian Lewis and those guys, Jeez. I mean, we were on a mission. We all we all got together and we're like, we're not going to. We're not going to be denied. Nobody's going to outwork us. And we worked our butt off, you know, with Andrew Swayze and Tom Moffitt, uh, the strength the strength coaches. I mean, we put some work in in the summer. So it wasn't just talent. It was the group of guys that got together. And, uh, you know, we had a common goal. And, uh, you know, we, we pushed towards that goal and we worked our butts off. So, And uh, I think you saw the end result. You know what's amazing, too, Dan, is, is there for a while, and the NFL is having trouble with it, and you probably remember this when all the guys go, I'm not going back and, and work out in my NFL city in the offseason. I'm going to stay and work out in Coral Gables. We all work out together. And then some of those, like, those guys going one-on-one against each other, covering each other, pro bowler against pro bowler, was like a who's who down there that would meet in the offseason 
season. It was just incredible. I guess the NFL had to adjust a little bit. It, it looks like it's tied out, but at one point, that was pretty amazing. Did, do you ever get caught up and do any of those? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And, uh, you know, it's funny that you mentioned the one-on-ones. Uh, you know, my senior year, you know, usually you can pick one guy out that you can cover and, uh, you know, maybe you're a little tired or, you know, you just want to kind of go easy that day. <laughs> but, you know, there were, there was no – you know, there was no guy that uh, you really wanted to – that you could go up against that wasn't that good. I mean, you talk about Clinton Portis and Edron James, uh, Willis McGahee. He was our scout team running back. So, wow. um, you know, Jeez. it was rough, you know, covering one-on-one. So, when you when you did get to the NFL, you know, it, it was actually a little easier. Um, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, just to cover some of those guys, yeah. it, it was amazing. But, you know, back to your question, though, yeah, you know, definitely uh, in the offseason we got together and uh, pushed each other, and I think it's still going on now. Dan, would you have been happy in that uh, Sugar Bowl if when you were coming off the field with the ball, someone threw a turnover chain on your uh, on your neck? I don't, I don't know if that was us back then i mean we were we were pretty hardened we weren't you know we weren't fancy you know but i do like the turnover chain i think it's pretty cool and uh you know i, I think i uh somebody definitely would have had to put it around my neck i was pretty tired at the end of the game right there too <laughs> i mean it was uh the turnover chain thing's pretty cool though i like it a lot all right so i just gotta tell you now that i've known you forever like through high school then the college then the pros to see you before the games and now sitting next to you when we're doing the games in Buffalo and there you are with the GM assistant GM owner and you sit next to me with that window uh, I got to tell you man it's the strangest and weirdest thing because my guys are going like how long you know Morgan I go I've known him for like a long time man it is really weird what is it like Dan you ever sit up there and going my god I was just playing on the field not too long ago and there you are now involved in personnel decisions what a move man it's awesome and uh while i was looking over at you it's uh you know great seeing you guys and just kind of weird sitting there and being on the opposite end of you guys but uh it's one of those things where you know i've uh you know worked my way up i work i've worked my butt off to uh you know get where i am now and definitely it's one of those things that uh you know sitting there with brandon bean and joe shane and uh you know the owner of the bills it's it's a cool thing and uh you know, you learn a ton and, you know, just gaining experience. But it's a, it's a hell of a job, and I, you know, really enjoy doing it. Did you tell the family you were going to be on today? I, you know what? I did tell my dad I was going oh, to be Oh, good, because I, I gave a couple yeah, of shouts sure out. I wanted to make sure he was still around here. Dan, and Joe said hi to your dad somewhere. six times this morning. Just yeah. to, I'm sure he's heard it. I can only imagine, yeah. By the way, if Dan, yeah, I'm sure he's listening right now. Don't worry, if Junior has a problem, Senior can kick ass on just. But is he still still in pretty good shape? <laughs> Dan, it's been great having you, man. Really appreciate you uh, in the organization letting you come on today. I know during camp and uh, all the craziness going on and and trying to put together a team. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon, uh, Bills and Dolphins. Any, yeah, anytime, man. I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you soon. All right. Thanks a lot, Dan Morgan, former UM linebacker, director of player personnel for the Bills. So ready for tomorrow's rivalry game kicking off at seven o'clock in the evening. Of course, you can hear the Joe Rose Show right here weekday mornings from six to ten. Up next, Dan Lebetard going to take a look at the professional side of sports here in Miami on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show, where we run back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Happy birthday to Stone Temple Pilots guitarist Dean DeLeo. He turns 58 today. I had the pleasure of meeting him a couple of years ago. Talked to him for about 30 minutes. Didn't understand anything he was saying. Not that he wasn't speaking clearly. 
just wasn't making a lot of sense. Kind of out there. But then again, most great musicians are. How you doing? I am Dan Day. Join the Publix WQAM Street Team tomorrow night from 6.30 to 8.30 at Duffy's North Miami. Watch the game, enjoy Corona specials, and register for a chance to win a cooler and a 40-inch TV. Details at WQAM.com. On this station, weekdays, 10 to 1, you can hear the man, the myth, the legend, Dan Lebitar. Today he was in rare form, not talking about the rivalry game tomorrow. Instead, focusing on the professional side of sports here in Miami. He's still talking about Stills and Jay-Z, plus the grit of death and everybody's favorite, public shaming. The Miami Dolphins somehow waded into this mess here with their coach, their owner, and a wide receiver. And for two days around here, I have been in a spoof as, you know, being a symbol for old guy mainstream media. I've been sitting here trying to analyze Jay-Z and Nas lyrics and laughing about the idea that even those guys are old now. Like, Jay-Z and Nas are not exactly the future. Those guys are old rappers at this point. (laughs) Future's future. Future's future. Thank you. (laughs) Thought you did that on purpose. So here is what's happening, though. Future's kind of present. Here is what's happening throughout the Miami Dolphin organization. We've been talking for two days. The new coach of the Miami Dolphins, who hasn't actually coached a game, he has now invited one of these things that Belichick would never invite. I want you to imagine Belichick playing eight straight Jay-Z songs at a Patriots practice. He has now invited the noise and the distraction that these coaches are always trying to avoid. Hell, he invited with those Jay-Z songs the same thing he was saying Kenny still shouldn't invite by trying to keep it in house like it was moronic the way that it played out but it's his first crisis and he's stuck in an impossible spot he plays eight jay-z songs i'm saying what does it mean what does it mean nobody knows what it means we've got bloggers we've got experts nobody knows what it means the reports out of dolphin camp are wrong about who did it and why it was done and kenny stills is he upset is he not upset and then the next day Kenny Stills at his locker is blaring Nas. And then we analyze that. What does that mean? Jay-Z, he beefed famously with Jay-Z, but they kind of get along now. They even had a collaboration. Blah, 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 blah. Chuck Solitoro, for those of you who do not know, he is the news guy at ESPN. He is the guy cranking out content for all of these shows, telling you what the discussion points are, where it is that ESPN should be manufacturing content when we're, you know, 24-hour news networks all over the place and we do not have 24 hours of news to bring you. So how do we manufacture the content? Just have Chuck Salaturo email all the shows with what people are talking about and information that might be conversation-worthy. Now, Chuck Salaturo has been at this for decades across decades. He has been a journalistic pioneer at our network. He is thorough. He is trusted by all as a journalist source. He has sent me the following email to finally conclude all of this conversation. We now can understand it and understand that we're done with all the Kaepernick stuff. When he sends out the sound of Kenny Stills after the Jags game last night, post-game sound, talking about Jay-Z music at practice. And instead of even making us listen to it, he just sends the helpful words, the gist He said it's just music. What's that mean? Yes. Kenny still said it's just music. What does he mean by that? It's over. We can't talk about it anymore. If Chuck Salaturo has given up and the gist of what Kenny Stills is saying is it's just music, it can't just be music. 
There are no follow-ups after that. We have sound of Brian Flores speaking, if you want that. Um, Why would you want that? <laughs> Plus, it's, it's over. It, I mean, it, it, it is over. I mean, I caught the gist. <laughs> Chuck Salatoro has declared it over. It's just music. And the only way to resurrect it, the only way to keep it alive is go to this Brian Flores sound. So go ahead. And after the playlist was done, what you guys don't know is, you know, I walked up to Kenny in front of the entire group and said, this is a challenge to you to get open, catch the football, and make plays for this team, regardless of what's going on outside of this building. The next day, because you know, there was a lot more attention paid to this than I ever would have imagined, I got up in front of the team. I told them that I support Kenny. I support Kenny. I support, you know, pl- the player protests. I mean, quite honestly, they're, they're bringing attention to, to my story. So let's talk about that. Uh, I'm the son of immigrants. I'm black. I grew up poor. I grew up in New York during the, the, the stop and frisk era, so I've been stopped uh, because I fit a description before. So everything that these guys protest, uh, I've lived it. I've experienced it. So, yeah, I applaud, the, I applaud, I applaud every, uh, those guys who protest. So whether it's Kaepernick or Eric Reed or, or Kenny, I applaud those guys. I told, I told the, the, uh, Kenny that in our meeting in front of the entire team. So... That's where I stand on this thing. I think it, it, I think it got, it got way more pressed than it needed to. And I'm trying to challenge one of my players. I'm going to do that how I, I see fit. It's back. Why didn't you just say, coach? It was dumb. I shouldn't have done it. Like it, it was over. And then you played the songs and brought it back. And now I can hear the nerves in your voice because you don't want to be talking about this stuff after you couldn't block the Jags defensive line. Like you can hear the nerves in his voice. Let me tell you my story. And whatever scrutiny or media, whatever I get, you know, then that's what I get. I believe, I, and that's it. I look <laughs> to play a pro. I lived it. Uh, I don't know how many people in here have, you know. But I lived it, so that's where I'm at on the uh, on that. It was a challenge to Kenny to perform regardless of the, whatever's going on outside, and you know I would say, and you know, I've said this to him, he hasn't performed up to that level over the course of this training camp as as, as I've seen him. So that was a challenge. It's funny, man. It's a controversy of his own making. Why didn't he say that originally when he was saying after talking to owner Stephen Ross, hey, I wish we had kept this out of the light. Let me play Jay-Z and bring more light to it. There are no off-field distractions that go on in this room. That's why I'm going to give you an off-field distraction. I'm going to make one. I wonder what Belichick's doing right now. To motivate his team to go fifteen and one. Belichick is saying to himself, "They learn nothing. They come in here, they work for me, they go over there, and all of them learn nothing." But if Belichick played eight Jay Z songs, we'd be saying it's genius, right? You would be, Stu Gatz, because you've been doing that move for fifteen years. Well, he's got rings. We have a very complicated relationship with the grid of death, and when I say complicated, uh, Stu Gatz gets all sorts of debts and then never does them. Um, and you've got three years outstanding now where you owe for some poetry you're supposed to be doing on the Clevelander stage from like four seasons ago, something absurd. And you basically have killed the grit of death because you won't abide by the punishment. And I don't want it to go as it's a good bit of content right. on television. For those of you who don't know what it is, it's an annual suicide. I'm sorry. It's a weekly suicide pool where we reach in survival pool. Whatever. No, we, not whatever. Uh, not whatever. Mm-hmm. We reach into a bucket <laughs> and survival. we grab a helmet, and then that team you repre- want it back, really? <laughs> represents our fate in that weekend's games. And then if we don't win, we have to dress up in some sort 
a ridiculous costume or do some sort of shameful thing. If only it was that simple. It's never that simple. There's always controversy. For some reason, some helmets apply. Sometimes they don't other times. Nobody knows the rules. I think that's the reason it died, right? I mean, listen, I do a one from four years <laughs> yeah. ago. It's a poem, yeah. but I did my share. I did just about everything else. Yeah, right? it's, it's, it's not your fault that it died. <laughs> we can't get you to a bite. Is he, is he only one penalty in debt from four years no. ago? He's got no. several. He's got what several. do you mean? What others do I have I other than poetry? Everyone gets mad at me because I'm the only one that remembers the rules well, because I'm also the one that made them. And, and it's make just, them up as we go. No, some, there's sometimes that it gets exposed that there's loopholes because this guy's a scoundrel over here, Dan, uh, Stugatz. What? Yeah, Stugatz is always a scoundrel trying to find his outs. <laughs> and you got and you aren't necessarily helpful either there, Billy. So, Oh, I hate it. I hope it yeah, does. <laughs> here's what I propose. If you want the fun punishments to continue, we need to make an edit to the game. Punishments. And get rid of the stuff that's always the source of the controversy. How about we actually just pick a game that we like the most? Team straight up to win. You can't pick that team multiple times a year. Straight up survivor pool rules. And then we'll see who's an, a football expert. Because you guys don't like the randomness and all these other wacky rules. Fine. Let's put your knowledge to the test. How about we just let it die? I like that idea. We could go back to my original idea for a running back survivor pool. Remember that? That was a fun idea. Yeah. Here's the issue, okay? Because I absolutely don't want to do this again. It is a plague, <laughs> at least in part, because I'm just getting mad at Stugatz every week. Like, what do you mean? You, what do you mean? What do I mean, just Stugatz? A poem, man. You, <laughs> it's not just a poem. You actively do things during that segment to annoy me. You rummage. I've, I've uh, been fearing for three you're months. You're just devious. How I like you, a good rummage. How, how do you like... even have outstanding debt? Last year, we rigged it the entire season for you to cheat so that you'd Whoa. never get punished. What was that? Last year, every single week, he somehow had the golden helmet of life and he'd pick all the different teams what and he'd that always was rigged he'd always go around it somehow but this is from three seasons ago where i owe uh i owe a poem i have a rat costume <laughs> for you you're supposed to wear i'll wear it like bring the costume in i'll wear it but i think like the the weird drawing out of a bucket allison doesn't like uh, well i'm sorry the reaper doesn't like it being the wow. reaper we actually just picked teams straight up the thing is though i believe that the reason it works and at this point the only reason it works as with a lot of things on this show when we are actively incompetent or stugats is the sleaziest person in the world and it ends up turning into good content Thanks. is the discomfort is the thing that makes it something that people like to listen to the fact that we all hate it the fact that we dread it the fact that it results in public shame for us with us doing things we don't want to do is specifically and as far as i can tell is content the only reason to do it but it's an important reason where we'd all be falling on that particular crucifix on behalf of the listener because none of us want to do this it's embarrassing but it's also funny when i'm on television and it looks like i'm doing the bobby petrino press conference with bruises on my face after a motorcycle accident with my mistress and a neck brace on which is why this proposal that I'm proposing to you doesn't eliminate the fun payoff in which you're dressed up like Bobby Petrino. It just eliminates all the things that make you hate me. Uh, hate everybody. It's not just you. Hate everybody. Yeah, or we could me. ditch the game and you just dress up once a week. I mean, or we could ditch the game and you can dress up once a week. <laughs>
now you've crossed the line. I will do the poem and dress up as a rat. Oh, and your words mean nothing. <laughs> you're I right. mean, your words mean nothing. I will do the poem. It's four years outstanding. I can't write a poem. I'll read the poem. I can barely read it. But Sarah Spain, the it. commissioner, t- doubled up your poem from five minutes to ten minutes. And all that doubled up was the time that you haven't done what you owe. And I have a problem with her, meaning I can't. we can't do this again, right? She can't be the commissioner because there was a 40, like the, the 40 rising stars under 40 in sports media. And she was on that list. And I said on stupidity, I thought she was older than 40. And now she's very upset with me. And she's going to make me pay for it. I vote Dan dresses up once a week. We ditch the game. Good, good. Sweet. So no resolution and even more mystery. <laughs> no, we're doing it. We're doing it. As it what? was? Yeah, I just what? ruled it. Yeah, we're just doing it. What? Yeah, there you go. You got your closure. Oh, come on, man. Roses are red. Violets are blue. I hate the bucket of death, and so do you. That is the real Dan the Man, Dan Lebitard. You can hear him on this radio station weekdays from 10 to 1. And although he is the real Dan the Man here at 560 The Joe WQAM, please still give me a follow on Twitter, at Dan Day Radio. Up next, the real playmaker, Michael Irving, going to join the Huckman and Crowder Show. You think he's excited about tomorrow's rivalry game? Keep it tuned. This is the Best of the Joe Show. This is the Best of the Joe Show. I am Dan Day, and happy birthday to Crazy Town's Shifty Shellshock. He turned 45 years old today. That's what we do at this radio station every single Monday through Friday between 6 to 7. Run back some of the best audio that you've heard on 560, the Joe WQAM, over the past 24 hours. And what an exciting past 24 hours it's been. I think the whole nation especially us here in this building, have got football fever ready for it to officially get kicked off. And what a way to kick it all off. Rivalry renewed. Miami versus Florida, 7 o'clock tomorrow night in Orlando. Everyone's taking sides, and everyone's been going crazy. Nothing quite captures the essence of the big game, quite like the Hawkman and Crowder show that you hear on this station from 3 to 6 on weekdays. Why? Hawkman, he's an alumni of Miami and absolutely bleeds orange and green. Crowder? Oh, yeah. He was an All-American for the Gators not too long ago on the defensive side of the ball. They've been going back and forth. They've been getting crazy. They've been talking a lot of noise. But nobody, and I mean nobody, talks noise like Kane's great Michael Irving. Earlier today, he checked in from the happiest place on earth with the Hawkman and Crowder show, talking about how Orlando, it's no neutral site. Also, he faced his fears. He gave us what he thinks Coach Diaz's message to the team is and what player to him has the most U-swag. Hello, Mike. Hey, what's up, guys? Are you in Orlando? I am in Orlando. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm in Disney World right now with, with, with all my family. You know, you got to make this thing right. This is a great trip. So what I did, I came in Wednesday night, brought all my family up from Fort Lauderdale, uh, got my little granddaughter, and we've been hitting Disney World Thursday, all day Thursday, Friday. I'll do the party tonight. And then Saturday and Saturday, I'll do college game day. On with Spurry, that's right, Chan. College game day and, 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 and Tebow and all of them, and we will shut her down. Oh. I know you think this is Gator country. I know they think this is Gator country. But wait, wait, I'm telling you right now, wait till you see how I come out on college game day because we're going to shut her down. We're going to shut her down tomorrow. I'm telling you. Mike, bring some people with you now because you're, you're in a hostile area now. You might want to bring a little crew. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I know it's a hostile area. You know, the gators, they everywhere around here in this area. That's okay. They call this a neutral site. They know it ain't a neutral site. They knew when they, they scheduled it wasn't a neutral site. But that's okay. Real bad boys don't mind on, don't mind going on enemy territory and stepping on their neck and snatching their heart out right through their throat. And that's what we expect them, the Kings to do tomorrow. Listen to what he just said, Channing, and absorb that. Listen to what he just said and absorb that. Michael Irvin, the playmaker, is with us. What's it like walking around Disney World? And, and there are a lot of Gators fans, and it's not like you can you can hide at Disney World. Like, uh, you, you're, I mean, are you uh, are you a target? Oh, I, I got my Panama Jack hat on, and of course, <laughs> since I got so many brothers with me, I had to get two guys, you know, <laughs> you get the guys to take care of you. So, so it, it, it's, it's a great time. It really is a great time. So I got a couple guys, got them all, got all the kids in, and, and, and they keep trying to get me to go on these roller coasters. I tell them I'm scared of roller coasters, right? So so my little nephew said, Uncle Mike, Uncle Mike, you can't be scared. I said, you go on this ride, and then I'll come on, and I'll face my fears, right? And then so they went on. They went on the ride. We got ready to get on the next ride. He said, Uncle Mike, you said you were going to face your fears. I said, I went up and talked to my fear. I did face them. He told me to sit my scared butt back down, and I did just that. <laughs> <laughs> Can't lie to the baby. Have you always have you always been scared of roller coasters? You've never liked oh them. Oh my god, never, never. I was I, I was so funny. I was just telling the people over on that little space mountain thing. They said, "Oh come on, Mister Irvin, you go." I said, "Listen, I used all my courage up on running slant routes on running lot now. I ain't got no more left for a roller coaster. I, I used all the courage on running slant routes against them dudes in the NFL. I have nothing left for space mountain. That's just that. That that seems pretty fair though. That's it. Not scared of Ronnie Lott, yeah. but scared of Space it Mountain. Seems, it seems fair that he used it up. Like <laughs> he fought, he he fought some uh, real tough competitors in his day. I mean, Michael Irvin, three-time Super Bowl champion, he's in the Cowboys Ring of Honor. He's in the University of Miami Hall of Fame, obviously, Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, you know, we've talked all week about this game. You made a hype video standing inside the Roman Coliseum. I mean, being a Miami Hurricane, it never leaves you, right? It just wherever you are, you are a cane. And I'm always trying to muster up something to deliver to the guys. And that's honestly, that's what we all talked about. That's what we all talked about coming through to you. And, and, and seriously, I'm so proud of all of the guys, all of our guys that have gone on to do great things, but they've held on to that commitment to the youth. Not just me, all the guys. You know, all the guys come back and watch how many guys are there for that game tomorrow. That, that, that's something special. You can say what you want, because I know. I know how much I get for appearances. I'm sure some of these guys get quite a bit. But we put all that aside when it comes down to the heart. Heart matters. Heart matters. And heart matters of the heart. Matters of the heart like this. Miami playing this game. And I know. I know going into this situation. This is kind of like we're we're David here going up against the Goliath here. And remember that story. You know who won that story. And get this, Shani, I'm letting you know right now. We owe the SEC. Last year, the situation was reversed. We were the ranked team when the SEC came into my hometown, Dallas, right there. Now, the home I got now in Dallas and beat us. And, and, and now, now they are the ranked team in the SEC. So it is payback time. 
and I expect to collect that debt. <laughs> I got you, Mike. It's good. It's going to be a tough run now if Jaron can work out, if Jaron can be something. What What do you think the approach of Jaren, with Jaron should be? Should you have a conservative game plan so that he doesn't make mistakes? Or, Mike, he's playing with house money. You just said it. Y'all are the underdogs. Wide open, four wide. Let him do his thing. What's the What approach would you have with Jaron if you were the OC? Well, there are a couple things you have to do here now. And you got to remember this now. And I, and I love that he was, he's a smart man. And I love the way he's playing and what I've seen in practice, how he plays it. And when you when you got a defensive-minded head coach, a defensive head coach, like, man, what is management? Man, ultimately feels, and he should feel that way, that he can win with his defense. So what does he do? He's telling the offense, don't make mistakes. I I want you to try to make great but big plays, try to make explosive plays, but don't make mistakes. I think it match, matches up well with what Coach Enos does because he, he plays the game, like I told you guys last time, inside out, which are the more, e- more easy throws. He's going to use the tight ends. He'll use the running backs out of the backfield. And then when they suck in, he'll throw the ball outside more. I think that's what they have to do. It's not about playing conservative. It's about playing inside and playing smart until everybody comes in and give you the big play and then take the play. People like to call that conservative. I call it being smart, and I think that's what Coach Enos will do with the young quarterback. Michael Irvin is with us. You mentioned Manny Diaz. Yeah, we had Mark Richt on this week, and obviously he's a huge fan of Manny Diaz. Uh, but he said to us, being a head coach, very different than being a coordinator. you got three things to worry about rather than just one. You've been around Manny Diaz. You've been around the team. Is Manny Diaz up to the task? It, it, it is different. He, he's correct in that assessment. There are a lot of things that you have to worry about. But there's also some advantages to being a head coach over a coordinator. I, I think Coach Diaz had his influence on the team even when he was a coordinator. You know, the turnover chain and all of that stuff. So it almost feels like there's one side of the ball that has that real swag when the offense playing more conservative because the defensive coordinator was swag coach. Now the whole team can come out with that swag. And I'll tell you, man, I, I, I follow him on Instagram. You see all the, 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 union, the union and togetherness and all the time that he's putting together with his team. You know who it reminds me of? There are two ways you can do this. You can do it, you can do it uh, Alabama way, Nick Saban way, who Nick Saban is high up on the top. Nobody gets to touch him. He never smiles around anybody. Or you can do it the Dabo Sweeney way, where the guys just love Dabo Sweeney. They want to play for him. They play hard for him. Every year I see those guys at the draft. They bring Dabo Sweeney with them, with their family. And man is taking the Sweeney way, the Dabo Sweeney way, and I like that because I think that gets you closer back to to bringing the swag back in like it used to be. And, and, and it brings the team back together as a family. That's why I think this is going to be an interesting, interesting matchup just to see how it all starts for, for Miami. If they can walk away with this win, I think it propels them in a way that, that will surprise a lot of people this whole season. And, Mike, we're talking about a wait. We're waiting for you to come on today. The, the U.M. swag. You even said it twice in your in your last answer. Swag, swag. A lot of people will connect swag with you, that U.M. swag with you. Some people, I think, at Three of Hill with, the, with the, uh, the, the double shooters coming out, you know, Jerome Brown and them boys with the camo stuff. Like, in your mind, what player in your mind, when you hear U.M. swag, who pops up in your mind? Well, it's – Hey, man, it's for me, everybody. Hey, we, we go back. I, I, I think about, you know, when I was here, 
Jerome Brown was really a leader. You know, we had Jerome Brown, we had Lonzo Heisman. I mean, starting things. You talk about the guys that started things, the guys that set the pace and say, this is how we do it. I don't really care about nobody. This is how we're doing it. Now, the ultimate, the ultimate, and you asked about a player, I'm going to tell you the ultimate person that comes to mind, really, is Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Because you know, Jimmy Johnson said to us in meetings, hey, everybody's talking about how we play. I don't worry about that. As long as you win, I'll answer all those questions. You have fun and win, they'll, I'll take that pressure. Just don't, as long as you win. What was your win? I ain't worried about that. You don't have to worry about none of that. So I was like, okay. So that gave you the freedom. That gave you the freedom to have that swag. Now you better go back it up. You better go back it up. Or are he going to ask you to read those scholarships again because they're one year renewable? <laughs> if you ain't back it up, hey, that would not be a renewed situation in that. In that. But you got to have permission to show that swag and, and, and not worry about it. And that's why I'm talking about Manny the way I'm talking about it. He's going to give these guys that permission. And and, and, and it brings it, it makes raise the level of play. That's why I'm expecting to see it. I love I love Mark Rick, and I, I still talk to him, and I still appreciate him. You know, but Mark Rick was button up. He was more button up, and he's an offensive coach. And offense has to be about being button up. Jimmy was a defensive coach. Defense and crowd, you know, the defense is about hustle, heart, and want to. Yep. It's about hustle, heart, and want to, man. And that that that's the that's the very definition of swag, man. You got to have hustle. You got to have heart. You got to have want to, and you got to be able to get it done. And, and, and I like Manning being in that position to project that swag on these boys today. Michael Irvin, Radio.com Sports NFL Insider. As always, Insider calls are brought to you by Indeed. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. We're going to let you go enjoy Disney World with your family. Give Crowder just a little little 30 second talking to. to I like seeing the beads of sweat work up on his head when, uh, when someone gives him the business. So go ahead. 30 seconds on the way out, Mike. Well, I, I want crowd to understand that we have allowed him in to the dirty south. <laughs> we allowed him in. We fed his family. We showed up at the game so he could make his money. We put our ear gate upon his radio show, but he does not think that we are not going to tap his ass on Saturday. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And it's all you need to say. I appreciate that check, Mike. That's all I'm saying. I appreciate that check, Mike. Thank you, Playmaker. All right, guys. Hey, Crowder, you know I love you, buddy. But I gotta do, we got to do this tomorrow. We got to do it. I got you. I'll be, I'll be down there on the field. I'll come holler at you. I'm going to tell you like that. that like, remember the champ, uh, Eddie Murphy? And, uh, oh, Harlem Knights. Don't this personally. Tomorrow night, just going to be another chapter in the storied rivalry between the Canes and the Gators. I can guarantee, not just at this radio station, but all across the state of Florida on Monday, a lot of people going to be smiling, but also a lot of people going to be hiding their faces. And, of course, we're going to bring you it all right here at 560, the Joe WQAM, pregame, postgame, the whole game. Let's remember, though, the Dolphins still have one preseason game left it is this coming thursday in my birth city of new orleans they're going to be taking on the saints but last night the dolphins took care of business against the jacksonville jaguars winning at 22 to 7 here are some of the highlights from that one pulls back to throw getting some pressure black comes in and the ball was picked off by eric rowe who jumped in front of westbrook with a diving interception at the 47 yard line back to throw fitzpatrick throws another out route to his tight end, O'Leary breaks a tackle down the far sideline, and he's close to the first down marker. Nice run by O'Leary. 
Cody Davis finally dropped him. How about speaking of tight end? That, that's the way you do it. Stayed in bounds. That's a first down. Third quarter, 7-6 jab. Clemson all along the catch and a touchdown. Fitzpatrick had to get rid of it under pressure, put it out in front. Walt made the nice catch, turned around and walked into the end zone. Going downfield is Rosen and a nice throw completion to Isaiah Ford. What a throw. He had a guy open on the first here at about 10 yards and he throws. Give me that's the best throw he's made this preseason on the run. I mean, he put it out in front of Isaiah Ford. What a catch. 39-yard reception. What a throw on the run by Rosen. A case could be also be made that the younger guy's not ready. And I, I, I understand that, that thought process. You know, I'm the one dealing with the individual player. And sometimes guys just aren't ready. You know, the whole sink or swim mentality, you know, it's easy for somebody on the outside to say, but, you know, for that individual player and the, the best interest of that individual person, that might not be the case. Um, but if a guy's ready, we put him out there. If he's not, we won't put him out there. And I think that's the right way to approach it. Remember, you can listen to all the Dolphins game this preseason and regular season. And who knows? Wish upon a star postseason right here at 560 The Joe WQAM. No escaping the quarterback controversy. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Josh Rosen. You can probably take sides. It won't matter. Only one man is making a decision. That's Coach Brian Flores. Last night, though, Fitzmagic did throw for a touchdown. Here's what he had to say about that TD drive. Obviously, just getting some completions going and uh, third down conversion to Kenny. That was probably, at least for me, like that was my favorite play of the day just to get that with Kenny and keep that drive going a little bit because we needed that and uh, nice to see other guys you know Nick O'Leary take one up the sideline and Gusecki get up and make a nice catch on that one Uh, you know Mark Walton in the end zone Um, there's a lot of guys that made nice plays on that drive being fair and giving equal time here is Josh Rosen talking about his command of the Dolphins offense this offense uh, puts a lot on the quarterback um, to make calls in the run game, the protection game, and, and um, make a lot of checks and, and audibles and stuff like that. That can be a bit of a hindrance at first, um, but as you sort of learn to kind of tackle it and, and um, you can start to use those things as an advantage. Um, so I think I just need to get more and more comfortable um, with that much control and start to use it to your advantage. Um, and I mean, I think Fitz will tell you he doesn't have the most gifted physical skill set, but his ability to, to, to take that much command of um, the line of scrimmage and get in the right play and make sure everyone's lined in the right spots, running the right routes, um, I think that's why he's been so successful. And I, I'm just trying to, to add that to my game. Um, it's, I didn't expect to come in here, but um, I'm, I'm welcoming the challenge and, and trying to take uh, conquer each day. I encourage you to broadcast, I guess, what you do some of your mind calls. Where, where is your comfort level? Uh, better than last week. <laughs> um, I mean, I will tell you though that uh, the the first team and second team stuff does make a significant difference because um, there are some fronts out there at the the ones that um, I'm definitely gonna have to uh, ask Jerry um, break all those down. Um, but it's on film now, and I'll I'll try to try to learn them and master them. And um, so if you ever see him again, uh, knock him down. Very exciting times if you are a football fan. Like I said, the Dolphins have one more preseason game this coming Thursday against the Saints in Nolens, and then they start the regular season as well does the rest of the NFL. 
towards the beginning of September. Tomorrow, week zero, getting things started in the college football world with the Hurricanes versus Florida in Orlando Camping World Stadium. It is going to be a wild, fun one. College game day is going to be there. It's the happiest place on earth, hopefully for the Canes, at least in my opinion, hopefully for the Canes. If you're a Gators fan, hopefully you have a lot to cheer for, but in the end, still taking the big L. College football, always exciting, but it always gets even more exciting when Mike Leach talks. This guy is the coach for Wazoo, Washington State. I love him because he's eccentric, and he's not so much scared of stepping outside of the football world and talking about other topics that really don't make all that much sense. Recently, he gave his opinion on cats. I love cats. Does Mike Leach? Let's find out. Somebody, I can't remember, somebody said that in passing, you know, one of the, I hate cats, you know, somebody really hates cats. And I've never figured that one out. Uh, I've never figured, I mean, and a credit to cats, the ability to generate that much animosity, you know. And I'm not sure how close of a relationship some of these people are planning to have with a cat or why they would value the opinion of a cat or their perceived opinion of a cat. Um, I'm indifferent about cats, but uh, I just, I've never understood how a cat can uh, accelerate that much uh, uh, animosity. I mean, to me, it's just a cat. It's just a squirrel. It's just a dove. It's just a robin. I mean, what do I care, you know? So anyway. Yes, that's Mike Leach. And that's why I absolutely love him. Love him or hate him. Happy birthday to Kobe Bryant. If you don't know who Kobe Bryant is, well, you've been living under a rock forever. 41 years old today. I can't say I love Kobe Bryant, to be honest with you. Never was a very big fan. So on his birthday, I figured I'd play this clip from Max Kellerman on how he really feels about Kobe. Yes, Kawhi is better than Kobe was. I think that's ridiculous. It's hard to get into why because I, I'm trying to explain. I'm trying to I'm trying to be respectful. That's my man, Stephen A. Smith. You can actually hear Stephen A. Smith on this radio station weekdays from 1 to 3. He was on vacation today, so maybe on Monday when he returns to work, we'll play one of his clips and one of his diatribes and all of his fun right here on the Best of the Joe Show because that's what we do from 6 to 7 weekdays. We play the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Let me give you the lineup real quick. From 6 to 10 a.m., it's the Joe Rose Show. 10 to 1, Dan Lebitard. 1 to 3, Stephen A. Smith. And from 3 to 6, Hawkman and Crowder. Then from 6 to 7, I wrap it all up with the best of the Joe Show. Great one today. Heard from Joe Rose's interview with Dan Morgan. Talking about the U, talking about the rivalry. Dan Lebetard, he kind of took it into the professional world, talking about the whole Dolphins-Jay-Z playlist thing. Then Hawkman and Crowder interviewing one of the greatest interviews in all of sports, the playmaker, Michael Irving. If you are not officially ready for the U and the Gators tomorrow after all that, you need a couple of beers, you need to get into the parking lot over there at Camping World Stadium, and you need to start tailgating I'm ready to go. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to sleep tonight. So I'm going to go home. I'm going to drink some cheap beer, and I'm going to get ready for the game tomorrow that you can hear right here on 560 The Joe WQAM, and you can hear me again Monday, 6 o'clock. I am Dan Day with the best of The Joe Show. Later, slug. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.